Have you been told a rotator cuff surgery is your only option for your painful shoulder? There are absolutely options other than surgery, and we'll talk about this in the next episode of the Wellward Way podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Wellward Way podcast, where we empower our community by demystifying pain, both physical and emotional, to give you the tools that you need for optimal health. Hi, I'm Dr. Donish. I'm the medical director of Wellward Medical here in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'm here with my co-host... Dr. James Escaloni, movement specialist, physical therapist extraordinaire. So when I was in my early teens, I did karate, I played volleyball, and I was the clumsiest person on, on I wouldn't say earth, but I was pretty darn close. At least the clumsiest person in the gym. Yeah, definitely the clumsiest <laughs> person in the gym. And uh, I remember one time I was uh, playing volleyball with a bunch of friends. Somebody uh, hit the ball and it rolled down the hill, so I went to get it. And I knew that I was far enough away where I'm really going to have to pound this volleyball to get it back to my friends. So I threw it up in the air. I took a swing at it, and I fell to the ground. And everybody, everybody just started laughing. I mean, they thought I was just like fooling. Did you miss the volleyball? No, I hit it, and then I heard this big pop. Oh. And uh, I could feel something was off my shoulder because the moment I stood back up, I couldn't move my shoulder. Oh, wow. I had dislocated my shoulder, and that was the first of several to come. So, Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, obviously, I went to the, ho- the hospital. They set it back into place. I went to physical therapy and exercise and got my shoulder strong again. Uh, a few weeks or a few months later, I was in karate, and all I did was I lifted my arm to do a block, and uh, I felt the pop again, and my shoulder was dislocated yet again. Oh, wow. So I ended up... Uh, having a rotator cuff repair on my shoulder which helped but man there was about i'd say six months to a year of really bad pain a yeah, lot they of, don't talk about that when they're about to get that I repair know. do they no it's like, they oh, we'll don't. just sew it together and you're good yeah i i mean really to this day 10 out of 10 pain for me is defined by that shoulder surgery that post-operative course i was in agony it was terrible brutal yeah and and what's funny is like a lot of times people will say um, like you mentioned, they won't talk about the rehab afterwards. Uh, and I always say, you know, you could either do the rehab ahead of time or you could do the rehab afterwards. Because uh, when we see a lot of patients and we're talking about minimally invasive techniques, it does rely a lot of, on rehabilitation. But uh, a lot of people have this notion that, well, I'll just go to a surgeon and get it fixed. And they don't really realize that they're still going to have to do that exercise. It's just retroactively as opposed to proactively. Mm-hmm. So... Today, we're talking about rotator cuff tears and... How to avoid those surgeries that Dr. Donish had. Absolutely. So, Dr. Donish, tell me exactly, for the folks out there, what is the rotator cuff and why is that important for your shoulder? So, if you look at how we're held together, um, we don't really think about this, but the glue that holds our joints in place, are are, they have to be dynamic, they have to be mobile. and, but they have to be really strong. So it's really impressive that our body is able to do that. Uh, and it does so mostly with ligaments that hold things together. But tendons are the connection between the muscle and bone. So it's kind of like we've got these big powerhouse engines in our body called muscles, and they tug on joints through these thick rubber bands called tendons. Now, uh, when something is off in that in the structural integrity of that joint, uh, the tendons and muscles have to keep a higher than average tone 
just to hold things in place. So if the glue is coming undone, uh, our secondary line of defense, instead of uh, relying on static structures, meaning structures that hold things in place without a lot of stress or tension, being that being ligaments, the secondary uh, way that our body holds things together is through increasing the tone in our muscles and tendons, which in the short run works, but if that rubber band is constantly under tension, what's going to happen is that the rubber band is going to think, I need to thicken up to maintain this, this tension, which over time becomes more brittle and more prone to tears and injuries. I'm envisioning a, a rubber band that you yank over and over and over and over again, and it just doesn't look like the same as a fresh one. It doesn't uh, have that same elastic recoil. It's kind of uh, frayed on the side. Yeah, with the difference that a rubber band can't evolve. It's it's static. It's not gonna. It's only gonna degrade over time. Mm-hmm. Our body, on the other hand, adapts. So you keep tugging on a tendon, and yeah, at some point you're gonna get get that same kind of rubber band in the sun effect where you pull on it and it cracks but the body adapts to that by trying to thicken up the fibers and and make it more resilient but anything that is hard is not going to be flexible and so it just makes it's it puts it on this this vicious cycle of uh, things becoming more brittle and more prone to significant tears so it sounds like because of our amazing body, we poke it just enough, it'll heal from that, get stronger, right. but too much, uh, problems. Yeah, there's a balance to it. And, okay. and it's not a balance that's easy to strike at all times. Hence the role of a good physical therapist to mm-hmm. help people poke and prod those tendons and get them healthier without overstressing it to make it more brittle and more prone to further injuries. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't consider when they're getting an MRI and they see this uh, rotator cuff tear, they've identified it even on ultrasound, is the role of the underlying joint. For you cats at home, here's what I want you to think about. You've got your shoulder fitting in the socket. Now, those tendons hold everything on tight, but if something's got to hold it in the socket better than just those tendons. And that's where that saran wrap wraps around it. That's called the capsule. And you've got a little bit of an extension of that little socket called the labrum. These two things work together to stop the shoulder from falling out of the socket. Now, if you have some sort of injury to that capsule of that saran wrap, then all of a sudden, instead of being held in a very particular spot, there's a little bit more wiggle room in one direction or the other. That makes it so the tendons have to work even harder. And you can stress them like you had beforehand, but if there's extra wiggle room, all of a sudden that tendon gets squished from the outside, from the bottom up, and that's when it looks more and more brittle, and that's when it can cause more and more problems. And especially if that's not being assessed by your therapist or somebody else, that can cause a problem. And that can make it so you can have a repair, and then you're going to have the same problem over again. Did you just call people cats? I did. Groovy. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. So so it might help because I, you know, you're know, you using a lot of hand gestures that helps me visualize things. But obviously they the can't folks see that? Home, you, yeah, they can't, they can't see that <laughs> through the microphone. <laughs> So essentially what you're saying is that the capsule is what holds the joint uh, in place. And if there's an issue with the capsule where it's now a little bit too loose, the tendons have to take its, its place. And over time, the excessive amount of motion causes the tendons to break down and things just cycle out of control and, and develop into arthritis. Does that make sense? 
I think it makes sense. Hopefully it uh, makes sense to those cats at home. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby. Yeah. Also, for a lot of these patients who are having problems, they're told they've got a rotator cuff tear. We gave a little tease for them earlier that a surgery is not the only option for them. They've got other things that they can do to help themselves out. So let, let's shed some light on that. What yeah, do you think? Yeah, so whenever there's a tear, um, it's going to form scar tissue to try to protect that tear from evolving but sometimes it's the scar tissue itself that becomes the problem because it's just taking up space it's not allowing healthy normal fibers to grow into that area particularly if it's been a um, an area that's been scarred a long long time ago and your body just never broke down that scar then that that scar your body starts to think that that scar is normal in fact whenever you have an injury in the body the first thing that hap- one of the first things that happen is you've got cells that just try to keep things help hold things together. They don't do it very well. It's very disorganized. Um, like an internal glue, right? It's like an internal glue, glue. <laughs> because uh, tendons for the most part are aligned in the same direction. Um, but a scar is not. It's like just, you know, layer down bricks as quickly as you can just to hold things together or prevent things from from falling apart. And over time, your body's intended to stress that and exercise that to break it down. That's the role of physical therapy. Things like dry needling and exercise, they're intended to break down that scar. Um, so if that scar doesn't break down, then that becomes a chronic tear. And uh, the body has a really hard time around that. And it doesn't keep the same kind of strength and integrity as a normal healthy tendon does. That's why it hurts. What we can do is, if physical therapy and exercise is not enough, or if we want to amp that up even more and get faster outcomes, we can actually inject growth factors or products into that space and and stress it from the inside out. Um, if we if it, that that's one direction we can go, the other direction is to actually suck that scar out from within the tendon like a vacuum cleaner kind of like a rotor rooter <laughs> okay yeah because when you when you look with an ultrasound you can very visibly see tears within the rotator cuff uh, and i can direct a needle right into that tear directly where that damage is uh, and if i can disrupt that fibrous tissue and then suck it out then it creates the space your body needs to fill it in with healthy normal tendon fibers um, that procedure is called a tenotomy okay so I, I like the sound of that but I'm kind of I'm just playing devil's advocate for a second what's going to happen to a tendon where it's already injured and you put a hole in it is that going to be enough for exercise to fill in the, the gaps yeah so if, if you look at tears it's not like um, it's not like you have a rope and then you cut that rope in half. Our body is layering like imagine a, a spider web, one layer of spider web. Now let's take a hundred spider webs and then stack them on top of each other. That's essentially all of the connective tissue within your body. Like if you look at, there's a really cool uh, French doctor who put a scope inside of the connective tissue of the body and you can actually see how much it looks like layers and layers of spider webs that are just stacked on top of each other. So when we have a tear, it's not like the entire structure loses integrity and all of a sudden you can yank and pull the the shoulder 
off the arm. It's you've got all of these different layers that overlap on top of each other and they can hold the integrity in place. So even if we were to create uh, or suck out the scar tissue and leave that area as a whole, it's not like it stays a whole. It, the whole thing collapses within itself and that hole just kind of uh, compresses. Uh, and then over time, if we treat that injury in the proper way, the tendons around that hole or the fibers around that hole can proliferate and grow and, and fill that gap with normal, healthier, um, stronger tissue okay. rather than the scar. Now, is this uh, always the case? Just all it needs is just this little bit scraped out and a little bit of physical therapy to tug on it and they're good? I mean, ideally, yes. But as we age, our capacity to repair injuries becomes less and less. Um, and it, Or if, for instance, there's a really substantial tear or multiple tears throughout the tendon fiber, then it's, it's spreading the resources too thin. In that situation, first step is to try to debride or suck out some of that, that fibrous tissue. But we can actually inject growth factors and stimulants, similar to like the first treatment I said. Uh, you can either inject those ahead of time and then see if you need to do the rotor-rooter technique. Or you can go in reverse order. You can do the rotor-rooter technique and then chase it with stimulants and growth factors uh, that will help incentivize the body to take a more proactive response to an injury uh, and initiate a stronger cell reproduction cycle in that area. Because yeah. our, our, our body has cells that reproduce and fill in gaps or fill in uh, repair injuries that take place it's just they need the right kind of incentive and the right environment in which to do that and we can modify the environment to do that using these growth factors and stimulants sounds like a pretty good plan you've uh, got some injured tissue that has been sticking around despite it's the body trying to recover and you take a little bit of that rotor rootering to get some of that junk out then you put some growth factors into there to make it actually heal a bit better then you send them to physical therapy where they give just the right amount of tucking on it so the tissues know to fill in that gap in the right way. And that sounds like a perfect growth recipe. Yeah, so you can think of it like a garden. I mean, rotorootering is tilling the soil. You're just aerating it. And you're get, getting um, the nutrients all mixed up in there. Then you plant some seeds. Well, the seeds are there to begin with in, the, in a shoulder or tendon. But... You want to add fertilizer and hydrate it and give it the sunlight and nutrition it needs to actually start growing a plant. Mm -hmm. And then with exercise, you're essentially pruning that, that um, new garden so that you're optimizing the direction of growth and uh, optimizing the uh, ability for that plant to see as much sunlight and as much nutrition and rainwater as it can. To get it to grow into a healthy new plant. Sounds like what goes on with nature goes on in the human body pretty easily. Absolutely. It's our, our bodies are amazing self-healing machines. Okay. Now, I believe we've had a pretty, uh, a pretty good case study of this one, which turns out to be pretty typical for what we've seen for a lot of people. But it was fairly recent, right? Yeah, we had a... Um, th and the reason this stood out is because we had really good imaging studies before we started treatment, and then an imaging study... Uh, what, like three or six months after after treatment? Yeah, I think three months. Yeah, this is a gentleman who, um, middle-aged gentleman, 
had uh, uh, started noticing some shoulder pain during golf, and it evolved to the point where he was having trouble just lifting his arm over his head. I mean, he was really struggling to even move that shoulder, let alone play golf again. And when we got, uh, when we saw his original MRI, there was a substantial tear within his rotator cuff. Um, on top of the fact that he had some labral issues, that that cup in which the shoulder sits in, that was also torn. I think he had uh, he actually had a couple of tears within his rotator cuff. I can't remember if he had any other problems with it as well. Do you? Oh yeah, he had uh, I think three areas that were torn, and he also had uh, some parts of that internal capsule and labrum torn too. Right, so multiple layers within that whole stabilizing structure. And so we, we did exactly the process I was talking about. We did the tenotomy first, which was to suck out and, and rotor-rooter the, the scarring and the, um, the disarrayed uh, fiber formation that should, should be these straight linear lines. Uh, and then we chased that with uh, PRP. So PRP is, is a high concentration of the cells that actually stimulate repair. When I say growth factors, what I'm talking about are the cells that that initiate repair responses in the body so we chased it with the those growth factors and then he did some exercise um, there were a couple other small tweaks that we did yeah he had a good physical therapist to work with him that's right mm-hmm. yeah um, I trained him they're good <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what did they do in physical therapy they did a lot of isometric exercise they pulled on the tissue just the right amount of tension built up the rotator cuff muscles a little bit of dry needling, a little bit of blood flow restriction exercise, all the right ingredients to make something grow well. And he came back, and I worked him up that first day. I was blown away about the difference. He yeah. was so happy. Yeah, so so the follow-up MRI, um, literally all of those tears had reduced, and there was just like one small area of... Uh, it was a tendinosis now. Yeah, it was a tendinosis, yeah. not even a rotator cuff tear, yeah. but just a um, like totally an irritation reversed. or inf- inf- inflammation of... Uh, certain tendons so it was demonstrating just a a strong robust repair response that was still evolving but a whole lot better it was completely a reversal of what normally happens with an injury you go from tendonitis to poorly healing tendinosis and then to tear and then we reverse that that was cool yeah it was it was impressive i know that's the opposite of what they taught me happens in school it seems like it's uh completely counterintuitive to nature right I don't know. Did they teach you that over at Johns Hopkins? Well, yeah. I mean, I think across all of healthcare, when people are told they have a tear or they have degenerative changes or, um, you know, arthritis, the the notion is this is an irreversible situation that needs some kind of outside treatment like surgery, where somebody's going in and they're in there and fixing it. We have this perspective that our bodies are equivalent to our cars, where if a part breaks down, the only way to fix that is by taking that part out and replacing it with something else. But biology is different than our vehicles in that it's a constantly evolving, adapting machine. And if you can prime it with the right environment, it actually does a lot to heal and repair. That's pretty cool, groovy stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well... I want these people, these cats at home, to know that Wellward is more than a clinic. It's a new direction in healthcare, hence the name Wellward. Our goal is to optimize your health as well as cure disease. Yeah, remember that 
any minor ache in your shoulder could be the first step down the path that leads to unnecessary rotator cuff surgery or even a shoulder that goes unchecked for so long it develops into arthritis. So wouldn't you like to have the tools to prevent that from happening? And that's exactly what we do here at Wellward. So if you at home have found this helpful, please check out our YouTube page or call our patient care navigator at 859-275-4878. What does that stand for again, Dr. Donish? My dad came up with this and it spells out ask hurt or 275 hurt. I love that. Yeah. Well, if you can call, uh, we can get you scheduled and get you the care that you deserve. And by all means, if you enjoyed this show, please feel free to comment and give us your feedback on what you would like to hear in future episodes. Yeah, either on our YouTube page, comment there, reach out to us on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. We're always checking it out and we're trying to get better and better content for our Wellward Warriors out there. Well, on behalf of Wellward, I'm Dr. Donish. And I'm Dr. Escaloni. Thank you for tuning in.